Today on the show... Saved message. Voicemails. Uh, Andrea, this is uh, Randy, and I was wondering if you could call me at your earliest convenience. Thank you. He's not happy with me. Over the years, I've been called a lot of things, obnoxious or ignorant, racist, whatever. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is being called a liar. And after my friend Lena hooks up with a guy, he spends the next six months leaving her drunk voicemails. Lena! Lena! Yeah, it's your boy. I am such a genius. It's raining, and I don't have an umbrella. I'm walking in the rain. Hey, um, I just wanted to see if you want to do, uh, you know, talk about the existence of God. Stay with us. My heart is beating. Beating like an o'clock. My heart is Why oh why? I'm Andrea Salenzi. This is a show about the bad decisions we watch ourselves make. When Greg was in middle school, he was part of this gaggle of kids that were all dating each other. We just made every possible combination of people. I'd go out with this person for three days. And then this isn't working, so we'd break up. And now I'm going to go out with the person standing next to her. And everybody did that. One of his more memorable combinations was a girl named Kim with a Y. She was his first makeout ever, though you wouldn't be able to tell it from his old diary entry. This is when we got together. Uh, Where should I start? Too much happened today to talk about. First of all, Carrie and I broke up, which was bad because a few hours later, I turned around and I was seeing Kim with a Y. Seeing, in quotes, means we are kind of on a lesser scale of going out. (laughs) We can still do everything we would if we were going out, but we're not making as much of a commitment. (laughs) And um, Oh, this is where guys guys start learning not to make a commitment, starting at whatever age you're writing in this diary. This this wasn't on me, though. This was on her. Okay, Okay, cool. Uh, I have a feeling tomorrow I'll be writing to you again with details. (laughs) And then... Writing to you, dear diary. Oh, God. And then I... I was praying that there would be something else in here, and then there wasn't. February 14th is blank. Greg didn't need to keep a diary to remember what happened three weeks later on February 14th. You know, Valentine's Day. Like middle school kids do, one of his friends threw a party. So, in anticipation of Valentine's Day and this Valentine's party, I bought my little girlfriend, Kim with a Y, a whole bunch of presents. And I showed up to the party with these presents. And here's where it gets foggy. I really want to know if she broke up with me before or after I gave her all this stuff. <gasps> do you remember what the presents were? I do, unfortunately. So I got her a a little gold heart necklace, probably from like Bradley's or Caldor or something. And I got her chocolates because it's Valentine's Day and you get girls chocolates. And where I may have misfired is I got her a 
comically oversized novelty Ziggy Valentine's card. <laughs> Which now sounds awesome. I could I could pull that off now. Absolutely. At 36, hey, I got you a, a, Ziggy. a giant Ziggy Valentine's card. That would be amazing, uh, assuming it was accompanied by something real. Um, so <laughs> I actually, uh, I hung out with a friend of mine. We were at the bar this last weekend who I've been friends with my whole life, and he was at this party. And I said, yeah, I'm going to tell this Valentine's story of when Kim broke up with me. And I said, do you have, you know, do you remember any of that? Can you fill in any blanks for me? And he said, I remember you gave her a gigantic card. <laughs> so that I wish he had remembered nothing. But apparently. It was that notable that everyone at the party took note. And maybe it was related to the breakup. That's what I'm wondering. Because that was something that was really the first time me going completely overboard and scaring girls away reared its head and that would become a recurring theme at least for a while like definitely through college there are some girls in college that got their own versions of ziggy cards and went running for the hills and it's like it took me it took me decades to really get a handle on that because what what everybody says when they say like, oh, you can't come on too strong. You got to play it cool. Like that is for real serious. Once you're in it, you can give them whatever they want. You can give them tons of stuff. You're supposed to, but you can't do it at the very, very beginning. So she broke up with me in the driveway of my friend Jamie's house. Yeah. And then I, I went home and uh, I remember my mom feeling really bad. Which was sad. That's really the saddest part of it for me now. It's like, oh, my poor mom. Like she had to, you know, it's like when your kid is sick and you would, or so I hear, I don't have kids, but like you would trade places with your kid. I think my mom was in that position. She, she got, she was pretty sad. I would like to say that I learned not to come on too strong, but I didn't. I wish old me could put young me, like, in a jail cell with, like, some gangbangers, the other kind of gangbangers, <laughs> and, uh, and, like, seriously drill it into his head. Because also, a lot of times when that happens, you get a lot of that, like, oh, she doesn't deserve you, and no, you're so sweet, like, oh, you gave her that present, that was so sweet, but, like, you really need tough love, and you need somebody to be like seriously don't do that again if you ever want to be in a relationship in your life do not do that again and it took me forever to figure that out on my own responsible for my awesome podcast artwork, as well as the new WFMU Mighty Goldfinch t-shirt, which you'll be hearing all about when our annual marathon kicks off in a few weeks. You will want one the moment you see it.
All right, now that I've done a mandatory Valentine story, let's check my voicemail. You have three saved messages. Here are a bunch of messages I got, all in a row, in a single morning from a regular guest on the show. His name is Randy. We call him the Quiznos guy. If you haven't heard him on the show before, he's kind of hard to describe. Saved message. Andrea, hello. Andrea, Andrea, this is uh, Randy, and I was wondering if you could call me at your earliest convenience. Thank you. To replay, press 1. Saved message. Andrea? Hello? Andrea? Damn it. Peg? Can you show me how to do this, please? I pressed mute. Oh, you're not supposed All right. All right. All right, can you go back to your own cubicle? This is private. Okay. Um, Andrea, to replay, press 1, saved message. Hello, Andrea. This is Randy. Uh, I would like to talk with you as soon as possible, please. Um, I have wanted to discuss something with you. A friend of mine burned the last show onto CD, and I was listening to it last night while exercising in the condo's workout room. And I have to say, I'm not happy with the way that I was depicted, okay? Over the years, I've been called a lot of things, obnoxious or ignorant, racist, whatever. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is being called a liar. That I will not abide by, okay? So I would like to talk with you as soon as possible. You know how to reach me. I'm at 212 can you call me, please? Thank you. Randy became a regular guest on this program when we met a few months ago in Park Slope. He was instantly memorable for a lot of reasons, but mainly because he gave me shockingly candid feedback when I asked him what it was like to meet me at a bar. You were very attractive for someone of your size. I thought you were... Um, you someone were, of my um, size? It's kind of stumpy. You know, I'm six foot two. How tall, how tall are you? Yeah, I'm five two. Yeah. But, I mean, you held it well. Um, you know, some short people um, are, look dumpy, but I thought you looked um, pretty good. But here's the thing, too. You were sitting down, so I couldn't really see your legs. They looked okay, and I liked the stockings you were wearing and your shoes, if I remember. Here's the thing. I'm not from New York, and I, I like to tell it like it is. And... Um, I'm, uh, you know, I've been dealing with New York women for about 10 years. For, in order for you guys to really excel, I think you just need to shut your, your lips because it's just like a flippity-flappity. It doesn't end. It's, it's just on and on and on. It's like a white noise machine. It drives me nuts. And from then on, he started telling me a lot of crazy stories for the radio show about how he sees an escort named April and how he spent New Year's Eve. His stories are hard to believe sometimes, which is something that I wrote about the last time he was on the show. I said I wanted to give insight into my process of editing and preparing these phone calls with Randy, and that I've been editing out things when I don't believe them, including a story he told me about riding a bolt bus and getting in trouble with the driver for watching the movie Saving Private Ryan. Here is a clip from that show. And the bus driver literally pulled over on 95. We were just past Delaware. Oh, my God. And he, yeah, and he came back to me, and he's telling me uh, what to do as far as what I can watch, what I can't watch, at what volume I can watch. 
So because um, you're, you're still not using headphones, right? You're just everyone can hear. No, I didn't bring my headphones. So now that you're mostly caught up, let's give Randy a call back. This is Randy. Hey, it's Andrea. Hello. Hi, it's Andrea. I'm sorry. I hit the wrong buttons. I'm in the studio. Hello? Can you hear me now? It's, it's Andrea. Hello, Andrea. I got your message. I, I got your messages. You well, what? Yeah. Okay. Is it okay Purple. if I first, can I record this? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, what took you so long to get back to me? I'm at work. Uh-huh. Well, so am I, right? Well, my work is less lenient about this stuff, um, Actually, so it's my I, I lunch break. A strict, strict place. The woman next to me, the wildebeest, is, is this close to turning me in for talking too loud. That's why I got to keep my voice down. <sighs> very, I was very, very upset when I heard that last show. And I'm really upset to hear you're upset, and and I'm you know sorry why I didn't. I'm upset? Tell it's me the... why. <laughs> I'm guessing it's because I didn't believe your bolt bus story and didn't use it in the right. show. Yes. Do you like being called a liar? Like, did I call you a liar when you said you slept with the backup basis for No. I believed you. Believe me, I believed you. Okay, so... I just thought you might have exaggerated or you might have left out details. I never said right, the, I I never said the I word liar. Something, okay? Do you, have, do you have a minute? Yeah, I'm just feeling really, I'm just feeling really bad, and, um... All right, listen, um, dear Randy, we received your letter inquiring as to the circumstances of your November 27th, 2013 trip from New York City to Bethesda, Maryland. We have confirmed with the Roots driver, uh, Ernesto Rodriguez, whatever the hell it is, that he did indeed pull the bus over at 2.50 p.m. just north of Delaware on I-95 because of a disturbance. Mr. Rodriguez does confirm that a passenger was watching movies inappropriate for a young audience, and he confirms, confirms, it should be confirmed, and he confirms that passenger did refuse to shut down a laptop. We hope that this answers your question. We're sorry that your trip with Bolt did not work out. Okay? Right in front of me, as clear as day. Can you hear it? Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. That's an official Bolt bus company head. And, okay. and, to, and to your credit, I, I did receive an email from a listener who said they were on a Bolt bus that also yes. got pulled over. But in that case, the passenger was telling the driver to speed up. And that it sounded like the passenger was directly talking to the driver, and that's why they pulled over. Well, that was me, too, because we were late. Um, and that was after he criticized me. He pulled over twice. Here's the thing. You left out a lot of details from the story. All right? you, you, uh, you, you did include the fact I was watching Save it, Saving Private Ryan, okay? All right. And the bus driver was not happy about the scene in which the um, – the uh, soldier loses his arm and then is searching the arm on the beach because one of the women, one of the mothers complained to him that it wasn't appropriate. But what you left out was, and I was, I was watching other movies uh, more appropriate for, for a bus trip uh, and not just Saving Private Ryan. I was watching Seinfeld what I thought was a musical. And, it actually yeah. didn't turn out to be a musical. A horrible movie. Um, last, the last Tango in Paris. And you thought it was a musical. I thought I thought it was a musical. Yeah, uh, have you seen this movie? The butter scene. I know. I've seen it. Yeah. All right. Well, there, it features a grizzled old lump <laughs> with his um, picked-up pickle between his legs, 
anyway, I was watching that as well. So it's not like I was just watching violence, okay? Um, so th that you should keep in mind next time you try to accuse me of, of uh, lying. Wait, so you want everyone here to know that you well, got in trouble for real? Like, you want everyone to know that I wasn't that... I don't care if they. I don't care if they know I got in trouble. I. I don't want them to think I'm a liar. Okay. I mean, do you like being called a liar? I didn't call you a liar. I just thought you were exaggerating or omitting details, like telling the driver that he was going too slow. You left stuff out, and it wasn't a. It wasn't an instantly believable story. Yeah. Well, I. I, I gotta say that um, I couldn't sleep last night. Really. No, I couldn't. I really couldn't. I thought we were friends, and I thought you were respectful of we me. We are friends. And, um, yeah, I've never lied to you, Andrea. Okay, never. Really? Once. Once. Okay. You don't think you've, so like, that, exaggerated that, that or it. left stuff out, or... Well, one time, and that was it. Okay, I'll, I'll admit that, but that was it. And as far as your radio listeners... What was the one there time? there is anyone out there listening, let me assure you, and I have another... Another piece of paper in front of me. What was the one time? I'd rather not get into that. I have another paper in front of me, and this is my paper. This is not from anyone else, but I, I wrote this down, and I'll show it to you next time I see you. It's in my handwriting. I called up Tulane University in New Orleans, and I asked about my um, friend April, my escort. Now, you um, imply that uh, April did not get a an English degree from Tulane University, correct? I was skeptical. I thought she was lying to you. I didn't say you were lying. I thought she lied to you there. Okay. Right in front of me, I have from Tulane, well, from me, after I talked to Tulane University, that April, real name Ellen, graduated from Tulane University, confirmed BA in English Literature 2007, GPA 2.4. Okay, so as good as gold, right in front of me, I can tell you that my escort has a English degree from Tulane University in New Orleans. I didn't know universities gave that kind of private information. Well, I lied. I told her that I was uh, her father, and she had died. How is now, she going to feel when she finds out problem. you were? How is she going to feel when she finds out you were snooping about her private life? She won't know. I won't tell her. The point is that here I am opening myself up for you. I've never opened myself up. I don't open myself up to many people, okay? Except I'm a shy for the documentary guy. crew, you opened yourself up completely to them. You let them follow you for two months. You are used Who? to this. You love the attention, and you love the audience. You were followed by a documentary crew in Maryland for two months, you told me, for Randy Dandy. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. Randy Dandy didn't twist and, and edit out segments that... that portrayed me in a positive light well we'll see i mean i'm in touch with the directors right now about getting it and how did you get their? how did you get their information did i give you that information this is another thing you've taken this way too far i, I feel like you're encyclopedia brown over here i mean you're going into my private life you're going into places that you have no you're going to dangerous territory okay i'm a gangster woman and my past is is not as rosy as you may think. All right. So what I'm saying is, you better watch out, because you're 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 in the streets of Maryland now. You're not in the um, gold paved streets in New York City. You're playing with the big boys. Are you threatening me? I'm saying is, 
You're going into a world you know nothing about. I'm not going to do anything, but I have been around people who will do something, and um, and I, I, I don't want that to happen to you. Okay, so so it, it, be, 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 before you you go out and, and look, for, look look for problems, I want you to tell me what you, what you're doing. Okay, please. There's a lot of stuff you left out of that last show. I mean, there's a lot of romance. First of all, happy uh, VD Day, by the way. It's not, not VD Day. It's V Day. VD uh, Day was a joke. Oh, you know, okay. I was I was going to send you a tropical edible arrangement uh, of fruit um, because I thought, well, why not? You know, she has her problems. She's not beautiful like some of the other girls I know, but I like her. She's fine. And I thought, as friends, I would send you a tropical arrangement. Well, that's not happening anymore. I cancel that arrangement. I'm sending it back to me. All right? That's not going to you now. You were going to send me an edible arrangement for Valentine's Day? Yes. That's very thoughtful, Randy. That's really Well, nice. thank you, Andrea. Do you hear the sarcasm in my voice? Listen, I just got to calm what's, down, all right? Yeah, what's it going to take? Hey, hang on, hang on. All right. All right, so listen. Randy, listen. I am on your team. I am on Team Randy in every sense of the word. You know, some I don't people think you're t- on Team Randy. I think you're on Team and Andrea, quite frankly. And I think you're trying to beat me. Okay. At what? All right, listen. There were, there were some other things I wanted to bring up that you didn't bring up last time. Do you remember when I was telling you about some romantic things that I like to do? Remember when I was telling you about the, the, the music, the music I, bedroom, I, like to, yeah. I like to make love to? Can I get it on the air this me, time? You were telling the music that you like to get it on to. Right. And Three things. Yeah. Soundtracks. I just I don't want my grandma to hear it. I like to make love to movie soundtracks. When I like to do it fast... I prefer Hellboy 2 by Danny Elfman. And it's a great soundtrack. It's driving. Something. It's amazing. And you can really get it going, get into a groove when you're uh, listening to that. And then I was telling you that when it's a little bit lighter, but still still going forward, still still driving, it's the Simpsons movie, which is also by Danny Elfman. And there's a lot of percussion in that, which is fun. Now. The last one I like to do is when I'm making slow love, and that is the soundtrack to Schindler's List, which I know might sound weird, but it's a beautiful soundtrack. It's all violins. If the person that you're making love to doesn't know that it's Schindler's List, uh, it's amazing. 
the trick is not to let them find out, but it's it's a wonderful soundtrack. So that was the type of thing that I was talking to you about um, that I wanted it in the sh- in the show. Like that's out, but then here here you are including uh, portions of, of accusing me of lying. That stays in. I never accused you of lying. I'm just. I knew at one point you would turn. Okay. I haven't turned. I am still on your team, and you are on my team, and together we're making a really great thing for my radio show. You are a simple-minded piece of cream cheese. Really. What? I mean, for you to talk to me like this, honestly, God, I'm really I hurt really your upset. feelings. I can tell that I hurt your feelings here, okay? And it wasn't on purpose. Andrea, I cried for the first time last night since my salamander Gandalf was stolen years ago. For the first time. Ugh. Okay? I just want to jump in here and let you know that this is not the first time Randy has brought up his pet salamander with me. I've actually been planning an entire episode about dating with pets and have been saving that detail. We should just stop doing the radio thing together because I don't want to cause any more distress in our friendship. So that this is it. We'll just... I'll let people know that um, you've withdrawn from the show, and then we should just go to Bubba Gump's as friends. Like, we should just go as friends. I didn't hear that last part. I was saying that we should scrap the radio stuff, and I want to make sure we can stay friends through this thing. So we should just go to Bubba Gump's, and I'll leave the recorders behind. We'll just go for real together. And catch up. I'll listen to your stories. Um, Wait, 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 wait. You'll go to Bubba Gump's with me? I've been planning to. We set a date. It's next Thursday. I'm really excited about it. Andrew, I have so much to tell you. Really? I want to tell you about a lot of things. I, I, I'm starting a syndicated comic strip. It's Wait, like you Kathy. think I'm the... You, you read Kathy comic? You were just calling me your enemy five seconds ago. Listen to this. It's a syndicated comic strip. It's like Kathy, but it's male, and I'm calling it Millennial Blues. How cool is that? I have a lot to you tell cartoon? you. You cartoon? Where do you want to meet? You don't have to be so quick to forgive me. You know, we can, we can, you can stay upset with me. As far as I'm me. concerned, it, it, it's in the past. See, this is what how I am with friends. I'm very loyal. I'm loyal to an extreme. Um, and we're friends, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't want you to get excited about Bubba Gums just because you think that this means we're going to, you know, nothing's going to happen at Bubba Gums. I just want to be really clear here. So I don't want you to just be forgiving me because out of hopefulness that this is going to churn. I really just want to work on our friendship, and I think the best way to do it is to actually see each other. I haven't seen you since that night in Park Slope, and I just want to reconnect. Can I ask you a somewhat personal question? I hate it when you do that, but sure, go for it. How many times have you done it? Like for, in, ever? Mm-hmm. I'm not keeping track. Okay, do you want to know how many times I've done it? You keep track? I have a, I have a do-it log. Wow. I mean, 234. I... Pretty good. My goal is to get up to 1,000 before I die. I think that's a pretty good number to get up to. But how many times have you done it? I can tell you with how many people. Well, actually, I'm not going to tell you. I keep track of how many people I've done it with, but I don't keep track no, of the number of times. That's not what I do. Where do you right, keep listen. your do-it log? Where are you going to meet me next week? Going to meet me outside or inside the restaurant? I'd like to Listen, start outside. Okay, when you go inside, can you ask for Carl? He's a manager and he knows me. Really? Yeah, I have my own, my own table that I always go to. Okay, ask for Carl and he'll be working on a Thursday night? 
He always works Thursday nights. Okay. He works nights. That's when I go to Bubba Gump's. Listen, go inside, say to, say to Carl, I'm here to see Randy. And can you take me to his table? I'll take you right over. I'll be there already. I'll be there waiting. I want to see you walk in. Why? I just want to see you walk in. Anyways, I'm sorry about all that from before. I... Well, that's fine. I, I accept your apology. It takes a big woman, literally, to apologize. Thank you for apologizing. I'm, but I'm not a big woman. I'm normal. Sorry. Well, you're not small. I'm, anyway, I'm... apology accepted. Thank okay. you. I and... have to get back. I'm working on a big campaign. Okay, okay. Um, I'm sorry, Randy. I'm just really sorry. I don't want this don't... to go anywhere. It's, it's the best part of my show. Oh, well, that's, okay. Well, thank you. I, apology accepted. And we're back to being friends again. I'm very much looking forward to dinner next weekend. Um, I, I, I actually have a surprise for you after Bubba Gumps. That's great. I can't wait. Bye, Randy. Yeah. Have a great day. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, Andrea. each other again a few months later and it didn't go so well they parted ways and lena thought she'd never hear from this guy again instead over the course of six months he proceeded to drunk dial her always after 2 a.m and leave her voicemails the first message comes after he missed her birthday party hi this is lena leave a message Hey, what's up? Um, I apologize for not making it to your party. I actually legitimately did not remember that it was happening until right now. And um, anyway, I apologize because I actually <coughs> was going to come to it. But yeah, cheers. Um, I hope it was a good one. And, um, you know, keep it up. Keep the years coming. Hi, this is Lena. Leave a message. Hey, what's going on? <clears throat> I just wanted to say goodnight. Goodnight. Um, so I got a couple things. Um, I just want to say, I think you're uh, kind of fun. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like you're like somebody who's just like, I don't know, I think you're really smart. I just think you're, like, pretty and uh, kind of can keep me... God, this goes on so cliche, but keep me on my toes, kind of, you know? But anyway, I don't know. I just think you're, uh... I think you're one of those... Good night. Hi, this is Lena. Leave a message. Lena! Lena! 
Yeah, it's your boy. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, we're just uh, doing men's night, and uh, we thought we'd put in to call you, but we're not answering. Uh, no, big, no big deal. A lot of hot dogs, uh, and I mean that in the actual sense, a lot of hot dogs, and uh, a lot of beers. Uh, but yeah, hit us back, because uh, it'll be funny. Good hot dogs, but... Lena, I bet you were ready for a bunch of fucking anti-religious <laughs> comments. A lot of things like that. Um, and I wasn't here to give them to you. I was actually here to just call you and say hello. And instead, you didn't answer. Bye-bye. I am such a genius. It's raining, and I don't have an umbrella. I'm walking in the rain. I actually out loud said, damn it. Because you didn't, you didn't answer your phone. Man, it's been a fucking while since I've had a fucking voicemail to Lena. Masistes, as uh, I learned your name through that NPR bit that I listened to. <laughs> Even though I, I think you might have told it to me, but I was just like, still doesn't make sense. And then I was like, oh, right. I have to listen to something on NBR before it makes sense. And then my whole childhood just came like flooding, flooding, like like a tidal wave of just knowledge and pretension. And uh, I'll talk to you. I I don't know if you're like visible on Gchat, but... uh... Hello? Hey, this is Lena. Leave a message. Hey, um, I just wanted to see if you want to do, uh, you know, talk about the existence of God and, uh, you know, anything, uh, some other light shit like that. Uh, but clearly, you are ignoring this call. So, you know, have fun doing your DC shit. And I will talk to you never. That last thing he said was, I'll talk to you again never. But that didn't prove true. I'm going to chat with Lena for a bit and get the backstory about what went on between them. And then we're going to call this guy and finally learn what all those messages were really about. Lena and the guy met when they were working in television together after college. And then they were reunited a year later, in a bar on the Lower East Side. He recognized me. He came up to me. He started talking to me. And it was one of those things where we were all, we were like already both drunk enough and already both knew that we thought each other was cute enough that we were kissing like maybe three minutes later. Whoa. You know, yeah. I love that when you just know, when you're just like, I have no doubt that this is someone I'm interested in. You can just jump right in. Well, I, you know, I couldn't tell you because he sucks so much in retrospect, but um, like... When we would we would talk at the bar, he would just put his face really close to mine, uh, and I I feel like I was tricked into feeling like we were really engaged. <laughs> Is that fair? <laughs> I think that's fair. No, I feel like I've been there. And then the way that night ended was he pulled me into the um, bar bathroom, and he closed the door and he locked it. And then um, I looked down and he had like he had like pulled his penis out of his pants. <laughs> 
and like God, like God knows why, because I, I actually am the kind of person that that like I, I can swing either way when I'm like when I'm with someone, I can swing either way. Like there is a there is a side of me that totally would have gone with it. But I was at that bar for one of my close friends birthday parties and they were like literally outside the door wondering why I wasn't paying any attention to them the whole night. And so nothing actually ended up happening in the bathroom. I was like, put your pants back on. We went outside and I gave him my phone number and he started texting me like a lot, like a, like a few times a day for the next few weeks. What did you make of that pants dropping moment? Like, should that have been a warning sign? Or did you just think like, oh, he misread me. He just screwed up. Like I said, I can totally get down with that. So I did not think about that and think that dude sucks or that dude's gross. I really just thought that was a moment that I that like I could have gotten into and I just chose not to. But it was not a reflection of his character to me at all when it happened. Hmm. Maybe we have this in common, but I feel like even I'm in my mid 20s and I feel like even now in my mid 20s, like a dude that I'm attracted to paying attention to me is enough to excuse so much bad behavior. And so like I I do think of that now as bad behavior, but at the time I don't think it really made an impact because I was so like overwhelmed with the idea that this totally cute guy was at the bar and was so excited about me that he was willing to take it this far like all within an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you. I let so much slide all the time. It's ridiculous. I was on a date last night and the guy told me that he doesn't like birds. He hates birds. Why would he hate birds? He just thought that they were kind of creepy and freakish. He really likes koalas and um, mammals, like small mammals, like even rat-like things. But all birds, he is just not at all interested in. And my middle name is Robin. Uh-huh. I have two dresses covered in birds. Wait, so what is wrong with us that, that our standards are gone? Is he, what was the deal with this guy? Is he really, really cute? No, I will... Yeah, like he or like yes, he is very cute. He also works at Grimmishdilach.com. Um, he has job hotness. Yeah, well, that's not job hotness. That's like job mediocre, I think. Um this it's the it's that you can't really say Grimmishdilach.com that really got me. But um but so like he makes a lot of lame jokes. Like he did pay a shit ton of attention to me right after that night. And at the time, I just thought that he must really like me because I was getting so much attention. And so I, I was actually living in D.C. at the time. And I had just happened to be in New York for that weekend. And after like a month of back and forth on Gchat and over the phone, he decided to come to D.C. for his birthday. Great. So what was it like to see him again after all that time? He's like he like he's drunk all the time. I think the most important thing to know about him is that he's always drunk. So I met him at like 11 in the morning at a brunch place with him and his high school friend. And he was drunk. And I was really nervous. But he like walked up to me and kissed me right away because he was drunk. And I misunderstood like I misunderstood. And I took that for oh my God, he really likes me because he's willing to kiss me in front of his friend. The three of us go back to the house that I'm staying in in D.C. So I was staying in this huge row house by myself for a year because my um, like my friend's mom was out of town and she left me their house. So I had this huge space and it was the three of us in my living room and they were playing Outcast on like the speaker system. And then 
pulls me away from the living room and we go to my bedroom. So like his friend is still in the living room listening to Outcast, and and I are in my bedroom. And like I'm really hammered. So this is gonna get so embarrassing so quickly. So um, we take off our clothes. We do not use a condom. And I remember him saying, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And like, no, it's not okay. This is like, this is like the kind of guy who sleeps with girls all the time. Um, but, but like, I don't know what the fuck, like, this is, this is me too, right? Like, this is my fault too. I totally should have worn a condom and I didn't. So we start having sex. Um, it lasts for maybe 10 seconds. And he, he pulls out and I don't remember exactly how he phrased it, but he point. So, okay. So here's another disclaimer. I'm Greek and I don't shave. And he pulls out and he points to like my vagina and then he points to my armpits. And he said, I've never dealt with anything like this or that before. And he's like, he's pointing at the two parts of my body that have like pubic hair on them. How have guys reacted in the past when your shirt comes off and they discover this? Great. I like they don't react and that's the perfect reaction is no reaction. Ugh. That's I I I'm thinking about this moment that you were in a lot because in the moment I think it would be near impossible to get up and say, "Did you just say that? Get out right now." <laughs> I think in the moment you just kind of go with the flow because it'd be really weird to stand up and shut that whole thing down. This somehow feels more private than like than like telling your audience that I was having sex with this dude, but I'm someone who relies so much on deadpan and retorts and I just didn't have one. Like if he had like an, like if he had like a lopsided penis or if he had like a third nipple, if he had something that made him somehow different from like what, what you imagine when you imagine a good body that I could have like shot back at him with, maybe I would have, but I think like it's insulting. And the truth is I don't shave not because I like, you know, went through puberty when I was 13 and decided I don't want to do anything about this. It's because I went through a phase in my life when I was doing something about it and it was too much work and it was stressful and it didn't feel right. So I had to go through this entire process where I got used to my body being the way that it is. And it fucking blows that I like chose someone who was going to somehow negate this big decision that I have made for myself. The next day they have coffee. They say goodbye, and he goes back to New York. And as far as I'm concerned, that's it. It's over. And that's when the voicemail started. You know those Facebook friends that you have where all of the pictures of them are, like, of them at clubs, and it's a professional picture with, like, the photographer's name in the lower right-hand corner? Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Like, every single picture of him online. Like, I think he stays up until 4 a.m. every night. Every picture of him online is, like, him at a club with, like, three beautiful girls like two of them in glasses, like one of them wearing like a hat, even though like they're inside, just like, like hanging off of his shoulder. I have no idea what it was about me, except for that I must be totally different from all of the other girls he surrounds himself with. It turns out she is spot on about this. I know because we called him. I bet he's drunk. (laughs) I hope he's drunk. Hello? It's Lena. Oh, hey, what's going on? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm over with, with my friend. Um, what's up with you? Um, I'm calling to talk. Do you have time to talk or do you want to do it later? Um, 
probably we should do it later. Just okay. just because just because like we're like I'm like around a lot of people and stuff. <laughs> Is that cool? Yeah, totally. Fast forward a few days later. Okay, can you tell me, you can be as blunt as you want and you won't hurt my feelings. Can you tell me what the big differences are between me and, like, other kinds of girls that you've dated before? Even though I don't really have a type, I kind of do. And I, and I, think, the, I think the big thing is I've always dated girls that are, like, really, like, kind of, like, sorority, sort of. I don't know, not like, like, not like sorority, but, like, I think I've always kind of enjoyed the fact that, like, I'm the boyfriend or the guy that she's dating that, like, knows the cool shit. Like, I, I'm, like, obsessed with pop culture and, like, you know, my, my kind of currency is, like, oh, like, I, I know the after-hours party, you know, in Brooklyn at 5 a.m. And, like, I'm you know, because I'm good friends with Q. And then tomorrow we can go to, like, an art house screening of some movie. But then at the same time... I also am, like, perfectly at home, like, you know, like, playing beer pong with, like, 10 frat bros. I definitely would say that, like, you were different in that, like, you know just as much shit as me about that kind of stuff. Basically, like, that crazy girl I was telling you about earlier, the sorority girl, like, she's, like, the epitome. She was in, like, the hottest sorority at Florida State, you know, and she just was, like, that was kind of her thing. She's like the hot girl. And I think a lot of girls I dated, that was like, that was their kind of their whole thing was just like, they were just like really attractive girls. And, you know, they didn't necessarily have like, you know, they weren't like fantastic writers or fantastic, you know, designers. You know what I mean? They didn't have, I'm not saying that no girl I dated is talented, but I just mean like that wasn't, do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> there was something about her look that he was really into. You know, they, you have, like, kind of an exotic look. I mean, that's definitely one thing that I've always been, like, really into. Like, I like, I guess it's because it's, I'm from, like, the Midwest. And I like, I grew up with, like, a lot of these kind of, like, blonde, blue-eyed beauty queen types, you know. And, like, don't get me wrong, like, love blonde girls. But I'm just saying, like, at the same time, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I've always been into, like, girls that look like they are nowhere near the Midwest. And I think that you just have, like, a super, you know, Greek look to you which is nice oh and then like for some reason i don't know like i, I just got kind of fascinated with you from there they chat more about his birthday weekend he proudly recalls getting lena day drunk for the first time because that's something he's very experienced at and then she asks him about the hookup i remember Stuart. you said the funniest thing to me while we were hooking up which is uh, so full disclaimer, I guess, for anyone listening, I don't shave. And I remember you pointed to my armpits and you said, I've never been with a girl who has that before. Do you remember that? Uh, no, but I'm not surprised. I did. <laughs> um, in retrospect, in retrospect, do those kinds of decisions throw you off? Um, no, I mean, I, I think, like, I mean, I, I think that like, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that like, I like to like, experience as many things as I can, you know? And I think that that was, that was you know, something that I was, but yeah, no, I've never been with a girl who was, you know, had hair, even down, you know, in the uh, private part section, you know? <laughs> I feel like most of the girls I've been with it. Pubic hair? Most of the girls I've been with it are shaved down there, yeah. <laughs> So, so I was definitely the first girl you'd been with who not only doesn't shave like her bikini line, but also doesn't shave her armpits. Yes, indeed you are. Okay. And how did, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but how did that make you feel? I, I, I really don't mind about pubic hair. I actually don't. Like, that's, that's never been like a, uh, 
since you, I've, I've actually had two that have came here. I don't know. Maybe it's like I'm getting older. People, I don't know. But um, I, I, I can't say it turned me on, but I don't think it really like turned me off. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like it's one of those things where like if I was a girl, I'd probably shave my armpits, but I don't know because I'm not a girl, so I don't really know, you know. But I also kind of dig that you're like fuck society, you know. Why should I have to do this? So. For that, I, that I commend you. <laughs> so when you left to go back to the city, when you left DC to go back to New York, like yes, uh, it was like pretty obvious that we weren't gonna like be together, right? Mm-hmm. I guess. Well, why do you say that? I don't know. Like the relation, like okay. So for me, the relationship had just changed. Like we had seen each other, um, but I just knew, like I knew when we hugged goodbye and you got into the cab and you left that like you weren't going to be my boyfriend. Like you were just someone that like I had had fun with and like I had been flirting with and then I had seen. I think, but I just knew you weren't going to be my boyfriend. I think, and, and this is probably not a good thing for me, but I think I'm that guy for a lot of girls, like which is, which is what I was saying earlier about like the high belly thing. Like I've always been like the kind of guy that like, like a girl, like, and this is terrible karma for me, but like, but like, I like several times that like a girl has like cheated on her boyfriend with me. You know what I mean? I, but because like, I feel like I'm kind of like the flitzy sort of like, flitty, flitzy. I don't know, but you know what I mean? Just kind of like the the guy who's like not not very serious, and like, and I, I don't think I've ever really minded. And now the real question: Why all those messages at two a.m.? He says that ever since he started drinking. When he was 14, he's loved calling girls when he's drunk, especially Lena. Especially with you, because I definitely don't call girls as much now, but I like, loved calling you. And I felt like, I just felt like, because you were like, I don't know, because you would be like in your right mind usually, and I'd just be like hammered. And for some reason, I just got like such a kick out of like leaving voicemails, you know, at 3 a.m. And... Uh, I don't know. I think. I think really. I think it's just. It's just kind of like. I just. I feel like when I was when I'm drunk, I just like would want to be like, hey, I, I want bullshit with Lena right now, you know. And like, hey, I want to talk to this girl. And uh, you know, sadly, most of the time I got the voicemail, uh, which of course provided you with tons of hilarious shit. Um, but yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess it's kind of a kind of a sweet actually. I think. I, I think I just really wanted to talk to you. <laughs> But, okay, but I was, so after a point, like, you started calling me late at night before we ever had sex. Right. But after you went back to New York, I kind of stopped picking up the phone. Like, usually I was asleep, or sometimes it would wake me up, but I just wouldn't pick up because I would just go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I don't under, like, I I commend you for it, and I don't think you did it with any hostility, but I also don't understand why you kept calling. Like, didn't you assume after a point that I wasn't going to pick up? Uh... I, well, I think that's that's part of the. Uh, I can be kind of like self. Uh, kind of think of the word. What is it? What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Give me one second. Like kind of like enjoy. I like enjoy pain of. Oh yeah, I'm like I like I like sometimes like I feel like okay. So this this actually comes from like a real place. I really like love like writing and shit like that. And I think part I think part of that is sort of like I enjoy like like kind of fucking myself over. And I think I masochism. You enjoy, you enjoy being masochistic. Yes. I'm a, I'm kind of a masochist. Now this is the most shocking reveal for me of the entire exchange. When she told me about this guy and I listened to the messages, I understood what he was doing as harassment. I thought of it as him delighting and making her uncomfortable 
ignoring what she wants and seeing what he could get away with. Instead, it turns out the messages were about his own masochism, him delighting in rare feelings of rejection and shame. Not only had she dumped him, she doesn't even shave. How would you have felt if I had just called you when you got back to New York and said, hey, Stu, I don't want you to take this personally, but I just don't think it's going to work out between us? I actually think that would have been worse, to be honest with you. See, like, here, so this is the tricky, weird, weird thing, especially about modern dating. You just, like, don't text people back anymore. <laughs> or, like, or like you're, you know, you don't pick up the phone anymore, you know? <laughs> like, there, there's just no right way to do it. Like, like if you had called me and said, hey, Stu, you know, thanks for the weekend, you know, I don't know if we see each other anymore, the magic was lost, or something like that. Like, that would have been terrible. <laughs> you know, I think, the movies, that would have just been like, uh, okay, fuck you too. There's just no good way to end these things. I'm Andrea Salenzi. This is Why a Why. We are a radio show that everyone I've ever dated is terrified to listen to. Why? Oh, why? Lena Mestizies is on Twitter at lmestizies, and her website is mestizies.com. It's a Greek name, so kind of spell it with the, the TZs, the way you would do that. I have links also up at whyawhyradio.com. And um, thanks also to Mike Noble for writing in with his Bolt Bus story. That was helpful. This is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online, WFMU.org. Here's the band Chastity Belt. Like